Sometimes I, w- I look in my rearview mirror and I wish, you know, the ending of the Jetson car sound effect that we just heard, I wish that was a reality for the person behind me and that they somehow their car was uh, rendered useless and undrivable because they're texting and it's driving me crazy. And I'm thinking, if you're texting, looking at your phone, you're going to rear-end me. I can't be the only one thinking this, right? You look up, you're like, oh, stop looking at your rearview mirror because now you're looking and you're all distracted. You're just staring at this person texting, thinking you're going to hit me and you're going to hit someone. It's like a chain reaction of distraction. So in Edmonton, they are trying this um, pilot project. And it sounds like an interesting interesting uh, little pilot project. And it's to deal with distracted drivers. So it's a new tool. It's technology. And it's a... This isn't really high tech. It's it's a trailer and a big pole with an arm on it. At the end of the arm is a camera and it's parked on the side of the road. It's going to be part of a three-week University of Alberta research project. And what this camera does is it peeks in your car. Yeah, it's Big Brother and it's watching you. And it is capturing high resolutions of what is happening inside your car. The technology was developed by an Australian company. And it uses AI to compare the image that it just snapped in your car to millions of other images within its library in an effort to find out if you are, in fact, using your cell phone while you drive. They've got millions of positives and millions of negatives to compare it to. But since it's AI, it's always learning. And apparently, if the phone is visible on your body, it's going to be counted as a distracted driving event. Now, this is already being used in Australia, and where it's being used, traffic deaths have gone down because they're ticketing people. They're not going to ticket anybody for the sake of this study. It's just to see how well the technology works and probably to find out how many people are using their phones in Edmonton. And the reason why I bring it up, I know it's happening in Edmonton, but if it happens there and it's successful, we've got a Vision Zero program in Toronto. And I'm sure there are other communities, maybe your community where you're listening also has vision zero uh, policy. And so we're trying to avoid distracted driving. Ann Kavukian joins us. She's executive director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. And Anne, it's been a while, but it's always nice to have you back. It's always a pleasure, Kelly. Thank you. Is this the kind of thing that keeps you up at night? Oh, this will be a nightmare. You know, I'm sorry. I don't want distracted driver, drivers as much as anyone else, but this will be able to obtain information within your car. And it says if you have, you know, the, the cell phone anywhere on your body, it's going to just immediately assume that you're doing a distracted driving. That's nonsense. I mean, I wear a cell phone around my neck. It just sits on my chest because I'm always on the phone. Um, I don't have it on all the time. And that'll be the same with a lot of other people that might have it in their pocket, etc. And the facial recognition is fraught with po- false positives, meaning uh, falsely accusing people of being doing things or being individuals who they're looking for and when it's not true. So this is going to lead to so many problems. And I want to make something clear. Mm-hmm. We don't have any evidence. No evidence has been shown that um, this is effective. It says that this company claims that after law enforcement started using the system in Australia, traffic deaths went down. Show me the data. Show me the numbers. You can't just make a claim like that and, based on that, think this is going to be 100%. This is completely inappropriate. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I think there are people that are listening that would say, we have cameras everywhere. Why should we care about this one? And they're missing the point. It's about those false positives that, and and you might be trapped in in a false positive ID. Absolutely. In the UK, in England, for example, they have cameras everywhere, literally. And they're always capturing people's facial images. 83% of the time, 83%, the the images are wrong. They're, They're false positives. They falsely identify someone as being the bad guy or the person they're looking for when they're not. So that just should give you some idea of the level of inaccuracy associated with facial recognition. Well, listen, Apple has a facial recognition uh, program, and I think you can categorize the people in your photographs so you can pull them up at any time. And I remember my brother-in-law was using this. I never use stuff like this. I just think it's ridiculous. But my brother-in-law was using it and, you know, putting all the photos into files. And he started laughing because his (laughs) dog, which was a standard poodle, was identified as my dad. And put in my dad's folder with pictures of my dad. And we were just laughing, thinking, that is ridiculous. Oh, no offense, God, Dad, if you're tuning hilarious. in. Okay. That goes to show you the accuracy of this stuff. <laughs> that is so funny. So but we don't it, want to rely on this. Right. It's funny not. unless you're getting a big honking ticket. Exactly. Exactly. And then that can go on your record. Yep. It can show you as having done things which you didn't do, which can then come back to haunt you afterwards. So we have to be extremely careful especially with cameras and facial recognition. It's, we're, we're, we're just nowhere where we should be in terms of accuracy. Right. So what do we do about texters and drivers? Drivers that text? Well, by all means, continue the messaging on how inappropriate it is, how dangerous it can be and get you into accidents. Believe me, I'm totally opposed to it. But doing it this way, trying to capture it this way when it's so flawed, this is not the way to do it. And always a pleasure having you on the show. I really appreciate your time, and, it, and I also like making you laugh. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. You've made my day. All the best. Have a great day. Cheers. That's Ann Kavukian. She's an executive director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. Chris, I don't like this machine either. One of the, the, one of the things that I thought immediately about is, how is this going to stop people from texting and driving? Because you can see this thing a mile away. You just put your phone down until you pass it. And then you keep going. The biggest deterrent, I hate to say it, because I know people hate it when they get pulled over by the cops, ditto, is if a cop sees you and pulls you over. Why? Because that's what sticks with you. It's the conversation you just had and the person writing you a ticket. Thank you very much. Do you know where you were? You know, all the questions and the hoops that you have to jump through when you get pulled over. It's a stressful event. It's only happened to me twice in my life, but both times, very stressful. Both times, got the ticket. Both times, paid the ticket. Brian Patterson, president and CEO of the Safety Leagues, listening to the Kelly Cotrera Show. And Brian, I'm happy that you picked up your ho- your phone to call in, uh, hopefully ho- hands-free. As I sit here part, Kelly, I have to say, uh, Ann Kavukian's not the only one that gets a good chuckle from your show every now and then. You gotta, uh, you're always a safety advocate, but in some of the other areas, I, I can tell you I get a good chuckle. All right, uh, well, yeah, I'm happy about that. No one... No one piece of technology has had had that sort of uh, impact that the manufacturer is alleging, in my view. I haven't seen it in 17 years. So uh, uh, we, it, it's always a grouped campaign of uh, education, engineering, and enforcement. Uh, I can't, um, uh, like Anne, uh, I know a number of people who just carry it in their, uh, uh, in their pocket 
their shirt pocket. And when the, you know, uh, when they've answered the call on their uh, inside their car, uh, it's still, so the microphone's close, or they're using earbuds. I I, I just don't uh, I, I I just don't see and uh, and um, uh, with Anne, uh, uh, I think she's always an honest broker on things like this AI. Uh, can you imagine? They just sort of took a picture of somebody, drove a car similar to yours, um, uh, matched the picture to your driver's license, and sent you a $380 invoice? Yeah, well, and the interesting thing is, if it was just, if it's also like those red light cameras and it's attached to your license plate of the car, then anybody could be driving your car and you could still get the ticket. And how does that, how does that teach them a lesson on driving safely? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you you know my position on that. My dad would have figured out who was driving that car, and they would have paid the ticket. <laughs> and uh, it, so I'm not, I'm not sure I'm in Anne's camp there. But uh, in in so many cases, some technology has been great. Uh, uh, I think you know we benefited from uh, uh, from cruise control uh, mm-hmm. on on major highways, etc. But I think that the Jetson days. Of, uh, of a whole bunch of uh, tractor trailers linking up and talking to each other and, and, and using the 401. I, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm 63, and I don't think we're going to see that before I retire. Okay, what do, you, what do you think can be actually done to deter distracted driving? Because the reality is we get a dopamine hit every time we look at this phone. I'm looking at it right now. I feel pretty great. But I'm not driving my car, so we have addictions to our cell phones. What works? Well, I, you know, I was at a conference, must be 15 years ago, and, uh, and, and one of the technology uh, safety people said uh, it should be optional to use your phone in your car. You have to do an override, etc. The phone will know whether the phone is in motion, whether it's free to take the call, etc. Um, in fact, I think it was set up that uh, when you got in your car, when it was in motion, it would send three messages not available, mm-hmm. uh, if this is an emergency, press 5, uh, etc. Uh, uh, and then uh, it would alert you to pull over and take, uh, there's a, an emergency call for it. But uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the communications guys are like drug dealers. They just want to keep you on that phone, mm-hmm. uh, 724. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I see these new holders. Uh, I can't believe it's for anything other than live streaming a, a movie on the way home and pretending it's to hold your your phone safely. Ah, that's interesting. You know, that first of all, Apple does have a feature. I think that you can actually, uh, it will sense if you're in the car moving, so you can set it. Yep. And I do have friends that use that. So the technology is here and now, and it's in your pocket. Um, but uh, the idea of uh, people being addicted to texting and driving it, it's not a new one do, do we have stats on distracted driving when it comes to texting off the top of your well, head the, the, well the bad news is uh, 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 distracted driving has surpassed impaired driving for uh, significant injury and death in yeah. Ontario can you imagine I mean there I I can't tell you how many times I look up in my rearview mirror and that we are on the 400 series highway in stop and go traffic and there's somebody that's thinking well I'm going slow enough I'm just going to look at my phone and they are really texting away it's terrifying yeah and I and I and I think again I you know I, I lay some of it on the uh, at the manufacturers 
because now you've got people that are uh, are uh, dictating texts and sending them. And the other person's, uh, you know, maybe may receiving them. I, um, as, as you probably remember, I'm a motorcycle rider, and I can't believe what they put into helmets now. I can talk to you. I can send a text. Uh, I can answer my phone. I can select music from Siri. Um, I, I like to just ride my motorcycle and yeah. pay attention because yeah. there's so many Lugans out there that could take me out at any moment. I hear you, Brian. Uh, I want to thank you for calling in. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I hope to supply you with a few more chuckles here and there. Oh, you will for sure. Thanks, Kelly. Have a great day. Brian Patterson, President and CEO of the Ontario Safety League. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you do. I mean, we, we could ask about the trade-off between privacy and safety. Is it worth it? But I think we do have to protect our privacy, and that is part of our safety.